everybody, and welcome to the Fortress Comic News, episode 294. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside my co-host, your Mike. What's happening, Mike? What up? I'm, uh, I'm just happy that it's almost Christmas time, man. I know you've been going a little crazy at work. It's probably the worst time of year for that. But yeah, I'll be ha- I'll be happy on January first. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we no interviews till like the end of the year, folks. But um, since we got to fill some time here, I want to talk about this dice. And I know I've said it within our D and D group, but this dice company have been buying these like holiday themed dice they make for like Halloween and well now they mm-hmm. do the ho- the the holidays one. So because there's like Christmas, Hanukkah. It's their like blind bag dice. It's called foam foam brain, and they're actually they're made out of Albany around here. Um, but they have a website, and I did some blind bags because I'm a sucker for those. But they have like uh, this one's called like um, winter winter town or like winter village. So each one is like you know winter themed. So I got this nice red metal one that has like some carol bells on it. I don't know. It nice focus. Then I got this like this green one with like red sparkles that has like a Christmas tree on it. It's pretty sick. The cool thing, cause they always come with like a pin. The cool thing about it is this year, the Christmas village comes with pins that you can turn into ornaments. And so like, I got myself a kobold holding an ax like in the winter. So I'm going to hang that one on the tree. And then there's like this, I think it's just a frog, a frog sledding with, with presents. It's awesome. I, I like it. It you know it scratches the itch for me of like opening magic cards because I don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually stuff I'm going to use because I'm always looking for a new dice to roll because my rolls are usually shit in D and D. So, oh, you can never have too many uh, D twenty. Mm-hmm. That's in yep. my other group. We uh, have two newbies, and um, the one guy. He like at the second session he had bought two more sets of dice and he was telling mm-hmm. us he goes well my I told my wife that I ordered these two and she was like well didn't you already have a set why don't you have it and he had to explain to her like because those ones don't work and like yeah, she didn't understand it because she's not like one of us yeah <laughs> and I was like yeah like you just have to tell her like this is just how it is like it's mm-hmm. just just let it be yeah <laughs> I can't I can't grab the set I got for. uh for Katie, but it's over there in the corner. It Foam Brain makes these other ones where they they put like figures or animals inside the clear dice, and they mm-hmm. have like dinosaur sets. So she has like ones that have like brontosaurus, like like mini brontosaurus inside, and they have like T Rex. They have like pandas. They have crazy shit you can buy. It's so awesome. Dice are so cool now. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah. So Foam I Brain, like check my, them out. Uh... I like my LED shiny ones. Ooh, I think we got those on Kickstarter, right? Did you get those? No, I got I those at uh, Trificon. Oh, okay. Yeah, they I, actually I guess, have like a yeah. charge unit they go into. Oh shit, those are way better yeah. than ones I have. I think I have to put like might have like screws on them. They're like metal, and you have like actually run off a battery and shit. Yeah, these have like rechargeable. I can put them in a USB C. And just charge uh, them up, and then when you roll them, like as soon as they hit, they start to flash in different colors. They're really that's cool. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyways, folks, uh, yeah, we're here. It's uh, comic news. You know, we're uh, winding down towards the end of the year. Um, not really news. We'll get to the news in a second. But I saw James Gunn 
James Gunn knows how to like mess with the fans because he's been tweeting quite a bit about the DC stuff. And uh, the the thing he tweeted the other day was like, oh, he's working, working really hard. Um, or like putting his, like he said, this picture seems, uh, fitting for what's going on. And it was the, it was the, uh, kingdom come universe, them all sitting around the table, like deliberating and everybody immediately took it right with it. Oh, he's doing kingdom come already. Come on. This is why the DC universe sucks. I'm like, no, he just picked the picture. Cause they're all sitting around like having a meeting. <laughs> it's funny. Cause that's, uh, so that shows what your social media is. What yeah. mine was was everybody like freaking out like oh Kingdom Comes like the big the, what they're gonna do oh my god yeah. I can't wait yeah. I'm just like everybody calm the fuck down like maybe yeah. one day he'll get the Kingdom Come yeah but like he's literally using that to be like it's all the big wigs sitting around a table yeah but you know why he you know he picked that picture to be like oh this is gonna like I'm gonna start trending on yeah. Twitter immediately after I post this. He knows what he's doing, and he knows what the fans get excited about. So that makes me excited. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. I was kind of like, so I, I I like Kingdom Come. It's a really good story. The art's really great. All that, blah blah blah. Yeah, I think it's just the people I'm around. I'm kind of sick of hearing about Kingdom Come. Yeah, I think it's because so many people tell me how it's like the greatest thing since the invention of I don't know since sliced bread. I guess is the saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like it's a really, it's a really, it, in any other context, would be like a top five book for me. But like, because people just constantly suck that book's dick, I'm like, okay, I just you take the joy out of it for me because I'm like, I don't know, there's something about that that Chris, just, Chris is just a curmudgeon. I'm a curmudgeon, yes. and I, I've started to learn that I'm kind of a contrarian. Mm. Yeah, people I start don't mean to like to be, and you poop on them. Yeah. Not that I poop on them, but I think when people just like over exaggerate the greatness of something, it like it takes the joy out of from me. Contrarian sounds I need like to work a on personally as a human being, but contrarian sounds like a really shitty Decepticon. It's actually um, what's the other fucking not the Transformers, but the it's a Gobot. That's what it is. Oh, Gobot! Yeah, yeah, the Gobot. Yeah, uh, yeah. We had. So, I mean, it's yeah. I get it. I love Kingdom Come. I have I bought the Absolute Edition. It's a great it's book. I, yeah, yeah. For me, it was like when I got back into comics, I read it and I was like, "Holy shit!" Kingdom Come Superman is probably one of my favorite characters. So I, you know, I. I think the other thing too, because I've had this argument a bunch. Um, I've heard King, people say that Kingdom Comes the book you give people to get them into comics, and I think mm-hmm. that's so insane. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. Like I. I read it and thought it was sick, but I, I definitely enjoyed it when I reread it after knowing about every single DC character. <laughs> like you need to know well, about them all. You were also coming back in, and you had like yeah. some backstory. Yeah, I knew some of the characters and stuff like that, and like what they. Because the, convers- the conversation we were having is like a normie, like somebody that's never read a comic book before, but maybe has seen a few of the movies. Yeah, or you know, is like knows about the movies or something. Yeah, and that's why I always said. Dark Knight Returns because Dark Knight Returns is where like comics shifted mm-hmm. and everybody knows Batman. Right. But I was told right. um, Kingdom Come and I was like, Kingdom Come's great, but like it's great because it's built on so much. 
So you yeah, have to have some yeah. knowledge of what came before. And like the main character is like dealing with the specter the whole time. So people would open the book and be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> um, but anyways. So before we jump into the news, though, um, now that we're done talking about how I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of December. So like next two weeks, everybody, normal show, no guests. After Christmas will be the award show. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, just so you have a little timeline. Yeah. Um, I will show this off really quick before we get into the news. Uh, they opened a Newberry Comics near me. You know, they're mo- predominantly in Massachusetts. Um, they opened one of the mall here. Surprisingly, I walked in. They had like five comics on the shelf at Newberry Comics. Think about that for a second. And I, I talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, are you guys going to start? Because it's like, you know, it's a record shop. It's a manga. It's one of those like FYE shops pretty much. Um, but they focus on like manga records and comics and trading Ugh, cards. Records. Yeah. And so I walk in. I'm like, hey, is there going to be more comics eventually? And he's like, yeah, we just manga sells. So uh, there's like literally like two. I don't know. They make like eight foot long shelves that are about like. I don't know, five feet high of just like, that's what they have for comics and maybe five comics sitting on the shelf, not even like this week's comics. And then I turn around and there's like five long bookshelves. Like you would see in Barnes and Noble of manga (laughs) at like full to the brim. And he's like, yeah, this is what we make money on. So we ordered this because they just opened. He's like, we'll be ordering more comics. And I was like, I get the business model. Like you're probably selling way more manga (laughs) because there was a lot of teens in there like reading manga. So, um, but I, Long story In short. All, yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stephanie Phillips' book, Grim, number one by Boom Studios, picked up this nice shiny foil cover because I'm a sucker for that shit. So it was a good book. Just want to show this off because it's shiny. See? Ooh. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Ooh, shiny. Like yes. Plus, Stephanie Phillips is awesome. We went to a. Uh, I went to this restaurant the other night um, with some friends. It's called Nerdvana. I've heard um, about this. So apparently, apparently there's one in Rochester and then the other one is in like bumfuck Texas. Okay. I don't know why those two places are connected, but yeah, that's, that's apparently what the deal is. And, uh, the whole, the whole gimmick of the place is like, it's a bar and restaurant for adults, but they have like board games. So you can like all sit around the table, eat food and play board games, or they'll have like a PlayStation or a switch or mm-hmm. whatever. And you can play those. But personally I was I was more interested in like the people I was hanging out with than like playing a video game. But anyway, so we went there. Right. And um everything's named after video game stuff. And I went and got this drink. I was like, what is this thing right here? And it was like this martini, but it was purple. Oh, nice. And it had like it was the girliest drink on the planet, but it was delicious, everybody. That's all right. Girly drinks can be and delicious. I, they are, and that's why guys should be allowed to drink them because they're delicious. I like, I like how he said it was girliest drink. Purple's my favorite color, by the way. Just putting that out oh, there. It gets, it gets better or worse okay. depending on your perspective. <laughs> so I'm like, this looks amazing. I'm going to get this purple drink. It comes purple. up. It sits in front of me and I'm, just, I'm looking at it and it's one of those drinks where they put like the glitter in it. Oh yeah. So it's just like swirling with glitter. Yep. Yeah. And I was That's like, amazing. this is, this is amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to drink all of this. Yep. And then there's a picture of me on Facebook holding the drink up and everybody's just like a girly drink. I go, yeah, guys, it was delicious. Like, 
like stop trying to be so manly. Yeah, I like beer yeah. too. I like guy yeah. things too. But like once Girl, in a while, like I want something beer, with some fruit in yeah. it. Like yeah, right. Yeah, it's strange how people can't enjoy tasty things because they. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I, I tell that story that to tell you the the next day I took a dump and I was trying to see if I had glitters in my dumps <laughs> and I couldn't find it. <laughs> Nothing. Oh man, there was a beer that I found called Unicorn Poop, and it was like beer with like confetti in it, <laughs> like the so, crystal like glitter. We had to wait like an hour for a reservation mm-hmm. or for the table to open. And what's yeah. nice is they took your phone number down. They texted you when the table is open. Yeah. Right next door, there's a brewery. And they had a drink, a beer called Chalky oh, Milk, nice. and it had Baby Yoda on it. Of course, oh, wasn't able to get one, but it was a okay. chocolate, chocolate vanilla porter. There was something else in there I'm forgetting, okay. but it just sounded so goddamn good. Also, Grogu being on it, hell yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Let's talk about comics. Okay, yeah, let's talk. Let's just get into the news now. No, I, I'm excited you went because I've been hearing good things about that place. Um, Disney announced Mandalorian season three will premiere March first, 2023. Everybody, that's pretty soon. Only a few months away. Doesn't it feel like forever since we have Mandalorian stuff? Yeah, it's because we had the Boba Fett in between there, right? Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah, and with Andor. Oh, yeah, shit, I could not watch that. <laughs> I started watching, yeah, so uh, started watching Yellowstone. That show is really fucking awesome. It's I'm going to hear good things about that. Yeah, the seasons were on sale on Amazon because I didn't know where the hell else to buy, buy them, so I bought a few of the seasons. Peacock. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> see don't have it it's always peacock um i've been watching reruns of uh impractical jokers because i've been getting home at fucking 7 30 at night yeah <laughs> want to turn your brain off <laughs> i yes. get it i do but get yeah that. i've been hearing good things about uh yellowstone but that's obviously i said last week doom patrols on my list like i need to get to shit that. yeah i forgot about that i'll probably catch up around christmas time on that um, the boys Gen V trailer did not watch that. I saw uh, Seth Rogen posting about it, how it's awesome, and and then he was posting about how he's super excited about Ninja Turtles. But did you watch it? it yeah, it, it was super violent. Of course, it kind of. I actually would. I wish you did watch it because I got like slasher horror vibes from it. Oh, where like it's about a school. Vaught isn't obviously Vaught has a school and it's like younger kids. And it seems like one of the kids is just like going around killing the other students. And they're trying to figure it all out and everything. So I had a different vibe. I didn't get like that kind of over the top silly vibe that the boys has. Mm -hmm. Um, Some characters from the boys are in there. um, A train, uh, the the chick who loses her hair. I forgot her name already. Mm hmm. Uh, a bunch of other ones. So cool. It, it, it's boys adjacent. I'll watch it. Uh, big trailer dropped this weekend. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Um, I thought it looked a lot of fun. Um, kind of like <laughs> I think I'm being harsh on Chris Chris Pratt, but kind of like the holiday special. It looks like he's not really getting that fit for this role anymore. <laughs> he looks a little bulky. 
<laughs> than he did before. I don't know if it's just me, but um, other than that, I mean, the, the movie looks like a lot of fun. It looks actually pretty serious compared to the other ones. Um, yeah. Like, this is going to be a, a sad, depressing ending for the Guardians. I have a well, feeling. If we're going into Rocket's backstory, there's no way to do that. Not depressing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I think we see Adam Warlock for a split second in the trailer. Maybe. We do. We okay. do. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the guy with the gem in his head? Yeah. All gold with the gem. Yeah. Yep. That's what I figured. Yeah. I'm down. I love Adam Warlock. Like that whole Infinity Saga, Jim Starlin, Marvel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is some of the best. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be a very... I mean, we're dealing with... So, Star-Lord's depressed because the woman he loves is dead, but then back. But even though she's alive, she doesn't remember that they fell in love. So now he has to right. deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Rocket, we're dealing with his backstory, which is depressing as fuck. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Uh, although we will get more cute... Um, animal hybrid thingies which is always fun yeah i'm sure drax will crack some good jokes groot's a awkward teenager yeah that's pretty so funny. that's gonna be a thing and then i did that mantis i, I she's in it i don't remember her, her yeah. being in the trailer though yeah we didn't see much of her so maybe she's taking like a back seat or something and then if adam warlock's involved that means uh the universal church is involved, which means we're going to hit some really hardcore religious themes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not be shocked if that means Drax dies. Yeah. Yeah. We might see every that. time Drax dies. It's because of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and, I, and the villain, I don't, I didn't, I didn't recognize the villain. He almost looks like Ronan, the accuser. He's like got a blue suit and stuff. It looks like someone from the church and almost like he's wearing a cloak or something. Yeah. That's why I think it's, I mean, it's gotta be someone from the church because the church is who resurrects Adam Warlock. Yeah. Right. So So. unless they're going a different route, I mean, they couldn't, there may not be following the comics, but I would love to see some guardians 3000 shit. I hope the 3000 guardians come back because they were fun in that last movie. Yeah. Yeah. With Sylvester and stuff. I would love to see that. Um, some leaked images online for the model for Spider-Man 4, uh, Sam Raimi's defunct sequel and what Vulture would look like played by John Malkovich. Yeah, I saw the suit and stuff. That was pretty sick. You know, I love Sam Raimi, man. Uh, I, I would have, I still would have liked to see a, a Spider-Man 4 from him. I don't know. Yeah. I, so I'm assuming that script was completed. Yeah. Like if they went far enough to like make oh, yeah. sculptures and like wings and everything. Yeah, yeah. There's a script. Vulture. Some Marvel, what are you doing? Yeah. Put out a twelve issue series. Yeah. Let Sam Raimi write it. Well, I mean, if if Raimi wants to be involved, God bless. Like, go do it. Right, right. But even if it's somebody who just takes that script and is just like convert it to a comic like they did with so many of those like defunct Kevin Smith movies back in the day. Right. Exactly. You know, everybody will buy that. I would buy it for sure. Yeah. Hands down. I'll buy the crap out of it. So, yeah, but the, the seeing... sculptures are cool. Vultures, a cool character. 
it looked more like what the comic version was, which, mm-hmm. you know, what if, you know, we got that world, but it, it looked cool. The, uh, I have, I haven't seen, speaking to Sam Raimi, a lot of stuff leaking, well, not leaking, but they posted some images from, uh, um, Evil Dead Rise. And I'm, I've heard good things about it, so I cannot wait for that movie. Is that the, yet yeah, another remake? Yeah, of another Dead? reboot, but, uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are working on it together, so. I know. Um, I just, how many times can Raimi remake that movie? <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to do it. I mean, I liked the last remake. Uh, but it was not like it didn't have it. The, basically, the the image they showed is like out of focus with some of the characters. It like reminds me of the wonkiness of the first original series of like camera angles and zooming in on people's faces and weird wacky horror shit. Um, yeah. So we have some news about what's coming from the DC Entertainment Universe. Uh, some other stuff too. There was some like movie. Uh, there's some like movie con this weekend and we got some posters for flash and stuff. I don't know if you've seen that stuff, but I, uh, I saw the new flash poster with his new suit. It looks really cool. There was, yeah. Flash and the beetle or blue beetle. Yeah. Blue beetle um, poster. Yep. I, I mean, if I can be honest, I, I don't believe those posters. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's I mean, talking about the, the release dates and everything. And I just, yeah, I don't What's buy this? that they're yeah. going to happen on those days. So yeah, they're releasing posters and merch at this, like this con. Um, and I don't know some of the, the way the flash was marketed was like, you know, two idiots, uh, a powerless alien and a retired superhero are traveling through time. And like the way they did it, it was almost like the tone seemed really cool. And I think it could be a lot of fun. Like it wasn't taking itself too seriously, which, um, and I, everything I hear about it, like the people watching the flash movie, it's, it's getting crazy good fan reviews or at least people that are reviewing the movie. So we'll see if it actually so, happens. But <clears throat> So they're going to call it flashpoint, but they're not going to do flashpoint. No, it's not. Is it actually called flashpoint? No, I thought it was. No, it's called the flash. It, I think it's just called the flash, but like in the, in the poster, it was like, you have to save save the past and the future, something like that. I was like in the in the slogan, like save the future, save the past, or something. I could be I wrong know. about this, but let me look it up. Yeah, I thought it was just called the Flash, but um, I don't know. I thought the poster looked cool. Anyways, in the poster, you see the Flash's new suit, and it's not like the pieced together suit we saw before. It's more of the new Fifty Two style. It looks pretty sick. First thing that pops up is the flash canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's what we're wondering too. But anyways, while he's looking that up, we got more info about some uh, James Gunn stuff. He confirms that he's not heading the DC comics, but just the movie and TV division and talking with comics division about synergy. He also said the plan moving forward is for all TV and video game projects to be set inside the cinematic universe, Uh, which is pretty cool. I guess it makes it less confusing for all the fans, which is always good. Um, I wonder what that means. I mean, hopefully that means we don't get shitty video games. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, I couldn't find anything in a cursory. I might have made that up in my head that they were doing Flashpoint. I thought they were. But um, 
Yeah, I so TV, yes, do that, make it all one thing. It's I don't care what DC fans tell me, they're gonna keep being mad at me about this shit, but like you having two flashes and, and fifty Batman is too confusing to the average person. Like <laughs> Batman. All the Batman. Like everything needs to be cohesively and listen, Marvel didn't do it good from day one. Shields a eh show. Like I remember the Immortal show. It was trash. Oh yeah. Like oh, So yeah. I'm not saying they were perfect from day 1, but like they've shown through the years how to do it properly. And uh that's just how it needs to go. Like it's too confusing to f- to the brand to not do it that way. Yeah. No, video I video games. Yeah. You have so, some strong opinions about this one. <laughs> I don't think they're dumb enough. I I shouldn't say that, but uh, I don't think that people are dumb enough in the video game world anymore to just make a like slap the title of the movie on there and rush yeah, it out. I, I hope so. I don't think that's what we're getting. At the same time, game development is hard. It's going to be really hard to time out your stuff to be like, and this new Superman video game is set in the world of the DC universe and have and a have it be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. And B, you're not going to be able to do anything too consequential in that video game because right. my dad ain't going to buy a fucking Superman video game and play it. Yeah, exactly. Like you just cut him out of your universe. Yeah. So I'm intrigued on what that means. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm we'll, a little concerned we'll about that one. Maybe if they just use the like, if they just use like Henry Cavill's voice or something for the Superman or some shit like that, like that'd be fun. Um, but we'll see. It would be. I mean, if if they're let's say they're, they're going to bring Henry Cavill, it looks like they are. But let's say they do it. So we're going to reboot Superman, whatever. If it's like Superman one is we redo the origin again because nobody knows that Krypton blew up and he fights Lex at the end of the movie. And then in Superman 2, he's going to fight uh, Doomsday, whatever. And then you're like, we're going to do this video game. It's set between Superman 1 and 2 where Superman fights Brainiac. And then Brainiac's going to be in Superman 3. Yeah. I can see that working. Yeah. Okay. Now. Okay. You just sold me, dude. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. You would yeah. still have to redo the whole Brainiac thing in the movie, because then, yeah. Once again, my dad's gonna be like, "What's this?" But yeah, that would yeah. even get me excited for like the universe of like, oh, because they'll do other, you'll fight other villains and shit, and be like, oh, if they nod to that like in a later movie, that'd be sick. You know, I get that. Yeah. But, so. Okay. But I'll be, I'll be right. keeping a very close eye on that one because, like I said, video game development's hard. And even Marvel was, just, they didn't even go near that when they had yeah. the chance. They were like, fuck that. We ain't touching it. Yeah. The, the Spider Man uh, game from Insomniac is just its own thing. <laughs> I mean, we recently, recently got the Knights, Gotham Knights game, but I'm pretty excited to see the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League game. Um, I do want to play that. I do. I really want to play that Midnight Suns game, but um, I'm tapped out in terms of video games right now. Yeah, yeah, it's got too much. I'll wait till it goes on sale. Uh, comic news: Marvel announced that Patsy Walker is getting a limited series spinning out of Cantwell's Iron Man run. 
The series will be written by Christopher Cantwell with art by Alex Linz. That's cool. Christopher Cantwell is really excited. Yeah, for He's sure. He's the only one. Yep. <laughs> um, no, Hellcat's a... Uh, that's one of like the, the oldest Marvel characters, to yeah. be honest. Like, she's she goes way back, so... That's cool. Camel wants to do that. I couldn't get into his Iron Man. Probably not going to do this one. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for this one. He-Man's getting a new series set in the Kevin Smith universe this February. First issue is called Masters of the Universe Masterverse, written by Tim Seeley, a new creative team each issue. Yo, this is the master, or master, this is the multiverse of He-Man. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. This as someone who's not like that rooted and deep in like deep in the He-Man lore, I just love the character and like when he fights people with his muscles. This is gonna be for me because they did some of that in the uh um I've seen where they've gone in between like He-Man universes before and brought in like little cartoon He-Man and shit like that. Uh I think this is awesome. Yeah. I I I won't dig deeper into the He-Man, but uh it sounds like a cool concept. Like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I like the fact that He-Man has like a multiverse and like to bring in like a, a different creative team. The show was phenomenal. Yeah, the show is really good. I'm really excited for the next season, which is saying a ton because I just, mm-hmm. I could never get it up for He-Man. And... Yeah, it's He-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, He-Man was made to sell toys. It wasn't supposed to be this good when you watch it. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, so many of those things. That's why, like, I want someone to do a really good Ron the Space Knight thing. Because, like, Ron was, that was to sell toys, too. Yeah, it was just to sell a toy, bro. Yeah. And I really love those old comics. So, like, if somebody took that seriously, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. with, uh, With that, I guess we'll. And if oh, and also if we don't get a if we don't get an issue that involves Fister, I mean, come on, what are you guys doing? Yeah, if if you come here and you tell me like issue three is all about Fistor and it's <laughs> written by Ralph Garman, I will go buy that issue. That will happen. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, it, it sells itself pretty much. Um, all right, I'm going to talk about what I read this week, what you read this week. Stuff that I haven't gotten to yet, I'm still behind. I'm, like, set aside all the Dark Crisis stuff to catch up on, like, the Worlds Without Justice League, uh, the Dark Crisis, Dark Army. I haven't read DC. Sergeant Rock, Army of the Dead, haven't read yet. I uh, read, just, um, yeah. sorry to cut in. I read That's the Batman, Worlds Without Justice League. Uh-huh. Fuck, that was good. Okay, good, because it's still on my list to read. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, anyone out there, if you haven't, even if you're not reading Dark Crisis, like just it's an Elseworlds book, whatever. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Um, I'll talk about Grim number one, Stephanie Phillips, uh, Flaviano on the art. Uh, it was okay, solid first issue. Really love the colors and the art. Uh, have you read this? No. I forgot it even came out. I won't continue with it. I just, I, I did like it for what it is. Stephanie Phillips loves supporting her. Shout out to you. You're awesome. Um, but it's a, a book about how there's all these different, like, Grim Reapers. And one of them, she happens to lose her, her scythe gets stolen by a human. And she goes back to, like, the real world to, like, find the scythe. 
and then the humans can see her, which is not supposed to happen. So there's going to be consequences from like the higher ups because it's like a there's like this whole uh, like almost like office structure for like the Grim Reapers and the people above that, and like nobody actually sees ever sees death. So um, it was a pretty interesting. I I could see myself like buying the trade of this when it comes out or something, which is probably already out because that book like that issue came out over a year ago. <laughs> was it over a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? And I looked on it too. This was a. Uh, it said, "Well, 2022. This is the fifth printing of it." Yeah. So this is like yeah. the. This is the special. It, it just came out because it's the fifth printing. That's why it's a shiny cover. But yeah. Um, yeah. You are right. So uh, say the the trade's probably out right now. Yeah. Um, Vanish number three. You talked about this. Good issue. Um, more magic fighting shit. Uh. DC versus vampires 10 and 11 caught up on that. Um, I think the scene with the bat signals was cool where they're using the bat signals, to, like burn vampires, uh, the fight in Gotham with the, with the bat family. And then like, like we finally get to the point where Kara is trying to get off, off of the, out of the world to like get the yellow sun to like heal herself. And then the ship blows up. Yeah. They don't know what happened. So it was a pretty great couple issues. I just read eight billion genies. Number six. Did you read this bad boy? Uh, behind on that one. Okay. Uh, this is actually, we do a big time jump. Uh, this is by Charles Soule and Ryan Brown. I won't. So basically it goes through the first eight years. The first book was the first year or first eight months. I think mm-hmm. this goes through first eight years and we follow the three groups that have split off. Um, and, and there's kind of like, we see all these different cities that are set up, uh, and one city is trying to take over all the other communities. And we see like, you know, we see the, um, the, uh, Asian couple with the baby. We see them. Um, we see the kid where his father, he became a superhero and his father resurrected his mother or in another society. And then the, the group members of the band are all together. So it's a really in- interesting issue. Um, so that was the first eight years, and I feel like I think the next issue they say the first eight decades or some shit. They're just like flying away with this. It's pretty interesting. Um, and there's other like rules that start applying when you have a genie for so long. Some weird shit starts happening. Uh, Bloodborne, Lady of the Lanterns, number three. This is Bun and Kowalski on this. Uh, <laughs> really sad story. I mean, that's how the the whole Soulsborne universe is. This guy runs out to like go find food for his kids, and he he comes up with a, he meets a hunter, and they end up fighting this uh this like demon because he thinks his kids are dead, so he ends up dying and find out his kids are alive, and then one of the hunters meets up with another hunter, and they're like, hey, they're like this whole group of hunters, and they're like, hey, we're going out to you know kill beasts and all this shit. So um, next issue should be a lot of fun, a lot of fighting. Um. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, four and five. Gene Lin Yang, Marcus Toe. So this gets kind of crazy. Uh, there's a Ghostmaker in Marvel. I didn't know this. So we all know that Ghostmaker showed up in DC this year, or like end of last year. Um, Ghostmaker in Marvel is from, is from the 80s Master of Kung Fu run, and his dad was in the KGB. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Uh, this story is crazy. I love the story though because it all takes place. It's like a it's like a kung fu tournament. Um, so, wait, are you are you telling me that the KGB has a kung fu master? Because that's phenomenal. Oh hell yeah! And it it's is the Ghost Maker, way cooler than the one we got in Batman. Um, 
Shang-Chi gets all ten rings taken away by these, like, higher, like, worldly beings. They're called the Game Masters. They host a tournament with ten people. They give each of the ten people one ring, and they say, like, whoever's going to be, like, you all fight each other on different levels of the tournament until you get down to just two people. Um, and that's how you'll win all ten rings. There's this evil demon thing called the Worm Spawn that's possessing one of the heroes. And then you find out the origin. I guess there used to be 12 rings and not 10 rings. Um, and they were used to seal up this Worm Spawn demon. And that's why it's part of the tournament now to get the rings and like take over the world or some shit. Um, pretty cool. And then they start talking about uh, Neza, like the devil Neza that we see in DC. This Neza is actually a hero in their ancient times that like fought off the Worm Spawn demon thing. So, man, a lot of similarities to DC in one <laughs> issue. It's kind of funny. Uh, I I love both though. I mean, whatever. Uh, finished up Prodigy by Mark Miller. This is the Icarus Society. Uh, four and five, kind of a crazy ending. Um, they find the uh, Shangri La and all the peaceful community that it is. Basically, this army shows up, starts killing people. Um, and the Prodigy guy uh was, you know, he was one-upping everybody and saves the whole place, and now he's going to go search for his father in the third series. So, uh, still good stuff. Um, okay. I got a couple I'm going to save for the end, because I did... I, I, I read Stargirl, and I remember you told me if it was good, I would let you know, and it was good. So I feel bad. I got to let you know. So you got to read it now. Um, still so not going to read it. Okay. I'm going to talk about My Bad... This is My Bad, version 2, number 1. Russell, Ingman, and Krauss. Um, I forgot my bad was coming back out. Love this series. Love Mark Russell on this book. Uh, we get a lot of different, you know, the characters we saw in the first series. Chandelier is coming out of retirement. There's basically a dude dressed as a pizza guy going around and killing. He's killing heroes, but they have the names of actual heroes. So, like, instead of Spider-Man, he kills a guy named, like, Spitterman. And I don't know if he's doing it on Yeah. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or, like, you know, he's just doing it as like a serial killer, but it's pretty funny because he has like a, it's like a prosthetic of like a pizza man when he, and when he answers the door, he like pops out of the pizza box and like shoots. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. Then there's like a whole another side where Emperor Kid wants to go on a dating app for superheroes, so he like borrows someone's like Iron Man suit, and he goes on a date with a hero called uh, Good Karen. <laughs> basically took her name as Karen and wanted to rewrite the origin of Karen. So she buys like a third world country so she can train and become a Kung Fu master in at the third world country. It, it, I'm sorry, lady to anyone that was uh, named Karen before yeah, a couple of years sorry. ago. I, I apologize, but it's, it's come too yeah. far. It's too perfect. But the, the origin is like her trying to save her name, but she's really just a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious. So Mark Russell's hitting all the notes again with this book. Really good. Uh, Batman to, Super. To yeah. extend that conversation just a second. Yeah. We really need to find the male version of Karen. Yeah. They've, they've, it's been like pushed around a few, but I don't know. We haven't actually settled on a name yet. There's not one that's so perfect like Karen. Yeah. But we need a male version. Yeah. I'm going to throw that out there. Go ahead. Uh, Batman Superman, World's Finest number nine. This is Wade, Dan Moore on the art. A uh, little interesting because we find Joker and Key are working together. They're not like working for one another. Um, basically, uh, Joker wants Key to find something to bend space and time 
so he can like flood Gotham with the river, like open up a portal. And then he, he basically does that to capture the new sidekick. And then he jokerizes him at the end, Superman's new sidekick. So I'm sure that'll be really bad for everybody. I, Mark Wade's killing it. This is a lot of fun I've had with a Batman Superman book. Uh, very refreshing. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, Justice Society of America number one, Jeff Johns and uh, Janin on the art. I am very intrigued about this conversation, so let's do it. Did you read it? I did. Okay, I liked, I, I will say this. I liked this a lot more than the first, the one shot. Okay. Okay. I don't know if that surprised you or not. Um, I do like that it follows Huntress. I really like her character. Um, and she's basically her and the new JSA she's put together, who are a bunch of like villains, are trying to investigate uh, what happened to Doctor Fate. Um, Hot yeah. take. Better than the original Just Society. Simply yeah. because Gentleman Ghost is in it. Yeah, Gentleman Ghost is awesome. Uh, and then we get this new villain that shows up and controls time, and he just fucks them all over and kills them all. Uh, which was awesome. Uh, and then Catwoman throws Huntress the orb that contains... I believe... So, like, where we left off was it contains the Flashpoint Earth? Or, like, it's put, like, uh, fla- the that Flashpoint Batman on Earth 2 or something like that. I don't think we ever settled on what was happening there. I So there's a, or there is a gl- uh, snow globe that I think Batman has. Okay. That has the Flashpoint timeline in it. Yeah. But I think that kid, because that kid was in Golden Age. Right. The one shot. Yep. I'm wondering if, I'm thinking that the, the guy that she's fighting is that kid. Oh, and he's using the the globe or the snow globe to as a part of his gimmick because he was he had snow globes in Golden Age as well. So I don't know if it's the exact Flashpoint one that he had, but I think it's like just part of his. Oh, thing. I thought I thought at the end of the book, maybe I read it wrong. I thought Catwoman was throwing her the the snow globe. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Oh, and that's that changes so that's, everything. Man. That's why I thought it was like Catwoman got it from the Batcave and like threw it at her and like sent her, like sent her back in time with it to save her because she was about to die. So her Catwoman threw it because she knew it would like send her back in time. Um, because by the end of the epi- by the end of the issue, she ends up in 1940. She's not dead because the guy was literally killing her. Um. And it looks like it's the original JSA, so I don't know like if it's the same snow globe, which it looked like it was from the Batcave. I don't know if we're in Earth two or if we're like it just sent her back in time on the Earth that they're on now. I'm sure we'll we'll learn that, but like just to be back in the nineteen forties with the original JSA yeah. is fucking awesome. I assumed you were gonna be very angry because we got basically zero JSA in this book. Yeah, I <laughs> I will, yeah, I will say that, like, I, I know it's going to be, like, it, it's going to be rewarding to stick with it. Like, I, I thought it was a solid first issue. Um, I liked the whole, I, I liked that they had a new group that they called the JSA. And, and, like, they talked about it and all this stuff. But I will say, for my JSA, like, needs, Stargirl and the Lost Children 
number one was I think took the took the ticket for me here. And I didn't think I would say that. <laughs> um, the only reason I read it was because I was reading some reviews on the, the Reddit uh, page for DC Comics of like what people thought about J- JSA number one. And people were like, I still liked Stargirl number one better. And I'm like, this guy fucking joking. So then I read it and I was like, no, this is like, this is golden age comics, like in a book. Um, basically for Stargirl and the Lost Children, most of the golden age hero, golden age heroes that have gone missing, um, are, are sorry, most of the, uh, the sidekicks have gone missing from golden age heroes from like the 1940s. So it talks about how there's like one guy left and how all of these heroes from the JSA had sidekicks and like nobody knew about them. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all so like star girl and red arrow who's Kimiko uh, green arrows daughter um, or no sister. I can't remember. I think it's, I think it's sister star girl and her are searching for the new, for all the sidekicks. Cause they're like onto something and they got a message from one of them uh, like in the past. Uh, the, TNT sidekick dynamite is like the one that's the only one that's left and he gets a message to go to this island he gets to the island and he like turns back into a kid from like the 1940s and I think someone else is there or there's a group of like sidekicks that are there but like there's a lot of flashbacks to like the 1940s and like JSA era like crime fighting the art is amazing and it's like a really interesting story because they talk about like they name like Liberty Bell and all these heroes from like that timeline it was a really it was a lot of fun so i'm probably going to stick with that series too you should so based on people i know friends other people in comics you should check out the sargle show then yeah i really should because what you just described sounded to me like what how people describe the scar the star girl tv show to me okay I'll um check it out but i'll say for jsa because i'm not going to read a star girl book i'm sorry <laughs> but um, sorry. For JSA, it was a little confusing in the fact that I wish they just had Earth 2. Yeah. Just say Earth that 2. Way, right. As opposed to trying to like get Helena Huntress into Earth Prime or whatever we're calling it. And then at the same time, bring her back to the JSA. Like it was just, I don't know. It was a little confusing. Confusing and and just like their logic uh, of how to do it, it would have just been like just call it Earth Two and go back. Like just do that. I, I like right. that better. Right. But um, that's me nitpicking. I really love that issue. If you put Gentleman Ghost in a comic, like I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty and, easy. Easy pick. And I love the. I actually love one of my favorite parts of it was like the new old characters so like those legacy villains that were mm-hmm. like kids of people that john's is just like yeah we're these are these were always here even though they like, never were like the mist yeah the mist yeah and like the red lantern for instance red lantern yeah that was sick. yeah yep. that was a great way to introduce those characters mm-hmm. like that's some of the that's some of the best storytelling john's has done in a long time yeah just make them descendants yeah yeah and well and how he brought them in and everything like that's mm-hmm. yeah Love that part. I'll be really interested in how the next issue goes. But I yeah. I remember reading it and um actually last night I read it and I finished it and I didn't even want to text you because I just wanted to talk to you in person about it because I'm like mm-hmm. I I feel like 
Mike is just so pissed off right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it is one thing to put the JSA on the cover and like not have them in it. Yeah. Um, but knowing that we went back tonight, like we weren't in the setting to just like, I understand they just set it up like this, but I need to know how, how she's in 1940 and what earth we're on. If they resolve that, then like, okay, I can, I can like, I can fully enjoy the book, but knowing that she's in 1940s that we're going to see the original JSA, like before all this shit starts happening. Um, I'd be really interested to see how that works. Yeah. As a Huntress fan, I'm just happy to have a Huntress book. So, yeah, I do like the fact that it follows Huntress. I do like that. I think yeah, she's such a great book. character. Yeah. But that is all I had this week. Quite a bit of comics. All right. I don't have much as I uh, kind of said that the top. I've um, been working my tail off. But uh, I did get to read Captain America Symbol of Truth number seven. Really great issue. Uh, so in the last issue, this is the one with Sam Wilson. Last issue, Sam was like protecting this woman who was a fictitious country leader, and mm-hmm. she ends up getting assassinated. So he has to go in and kind of figure out what happened. And to do that, he has to go into the country, which is currently under like a civil war. And he's he's told he has to bring in a partner because the f- current Falcon was also attacked during that, and he's in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um. And he ends up meeting with uh, none other than Ian Rogers, Steve Rogers, a strange son from Dimension Z, uh, who is going under the name of Nomad right now, which okay. for somebody that's been reading Captain America for a long time, huge nerd boner when he popped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that Dimension Z story from uh, almost a decade ago now. And they go into t- in the area and they you know help people, blah, blah, blah meet some people, decide where to go. But the big revelation is at the end, spoilers, something's wrong with Falcon. And I think mm. he's a vampire, but they don't say Oh, that. no. Planet Hulk Worldbreaker number one. Kind of a letdown of an issue, to be honest with you. But mm. uh, it was all about the... It's a thousand years after the events of Planet Hulk. And basically this world has been pretty brutalized by what Hulk did like because he destroyed one of the moons like mm-hmm. he left radiation everywhere and he has this whole <laughs> yeah. descendants of uh, people that have green skin and have gamma radiation um, and they're now being hunted by people uh, who are afraid of them and hate them you know that whole thing that happens here and there mm-hmm. and we're finding out that uh, somehow Amadeus Cho came to the planet and is living there but there's something wrong with him and he's been tasked with trying to help this uh, little kid uh, and save him from these people who are trying to imprison all of these green gamma radiated people and we find out that somewhere on the planet Banner is around so it's kind of how you felt with JSA where I'm like when you give me a Hulk planet Hulk book like yeah. I want Hulk in it. Yeah, and yeah. I, yeah. I get but it. uh the backup bit, uh story to it is all about Scar, the son of Hulk. Uh and him and She-Hulk are basically getting together and trying to and Scar's trying to figure out like what he's going to do 
And long story short, he finds a mission. There's these aliens that came down during Planet Hulk. And people are hunting them down. So now he's going to try to save them. That's it was kind of that was also another kind of meh story. I'm like, okay, okay whatever. But hopefully the next issue is better. Now we're going to get Banner back and actual Planet Hulk stuff. And then the big issue this week uh, was Avengers Assemble Alpha number one. This is the beginning of the end of uh, Jason Aaron's run. So there's a lot of Avengers running around. So hopefully you can stick with me. <laughs> Current Avengers team is went back in the past and they're meeting up with the 1 million BC Avengers. Okay. Um, they're trying to recruit them as part of their group of multiverse Avengers to fight the multiverse masters of evil. Um, but like any good comic book, when these two teams meet, they have to fight. Of course. So, you know, miscommunication, they fight. And then we find out that the Avenger prime. Oh boy. <laughs> has come to the, the time period to witness the two coming together but he is met by Mephisto, who is kind of controlling the multiverse of massive evil. And so they fight, then they you know realize, no, no, we're on the same team, so they come together. It's Agamotto as part of the 1 million BC Avengers, who is just like, we need to stop this, and he ends up stopping yeah. it. And okay. that's when Dr. Doom shows up, but it's the Dr. Doom, I'm not going to remember which Earth he's from, I'm sorry, but it's from Random Earth over here, who is known as the Doom Supreme. Okay. Who is the Sorcerer Supreme of his universe. We've seen him a few times in like Avengers Forever and a few other issues of Avengers. Mm-hmm. He's basically like the best Doom, or at least he thinks he's the best Doom there is. Yeah. And he comes in, decides that he's going to try to kill a bunch of the 1 million BC Avengers because he's the one that's who they're most afraid of. And like literally rips the eyes out of Agamotto and, <laughs> and shit like that. So it gets like real That's brutal awesome. real fast. That's awesome. And there's a quick fight there. And then we go back to the present where um, all the other Avengers are waiting for the, the core Avengers team to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in, it kind of reminded me of like just League incarnate where like they had this like watchtower on the other side of the multiverse. You remember mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. that's what this team's doing. Like all these multiverse Avengers are doing. So like we see who we expect, like Captain Carter and like okay, cool. a different version of Moon Knight and all this shit. And they're waiting for Ghost Rider to show up, uh, Robbie Reyes, who is the all rider. <laughs> and um, we end up finding out at the end of the issue that there's something wrong with Robbie. Like he can't transform back into Ghost Rider. Oh boy. Um, and that's kind of how it ends it. Uh, really good issue altogether. It hits a lot of the, the great tropes of comics. Um, you know, sets up the big event that's going to end the Avengers run for Jason. I'm really excited. Uh, but if you haven't been reading Avengers for a while, I this 100 this is not a place to start. Just <laughs> <laughs> Um, I get my excitement from reading it for since the beginning and I can see all the, the breadcrumbs along the way to get to here. Right. So, but I really like cool, it. Man. So awesome. It sounds like an awesome book. Yeah. I, if I could find where the multiverse stuff starts, cause there's a point where like 
he goes on this multiverse trend mm-hmm. and introduce the 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 multiverse masters of evil and all that shit. And you started there and went forward. I really think you particularly would like it. Yeah, for sure. But I think a lot of people out there would really like it because it hits all those like great things that we've been enjoying about the movies and everything. Mm-hmm. So for almost sure. like it's synergy. Yeah, imagine that. But Mike, speaking of synergy, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you and or the show? You can find me on Twitter and most of their social media platforms at Fortress Chris. You can find the show at Fortress Comics underscore on Twitter or at FortressComicNews.com. Uh, remember everybody to give us a five-star review and podcast of your choice. Whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, whatever. Uh, like, subscribe, share, comment down below on the video version of this on YouTube. And if you want to go to the extra mile, not only do have Patreon at patreon.com slash Fortress Comics, but also the affiliate links in the show notes down below. So everybody, thank you so much for watching and listening this week. We'll see you all here next week. <laughs>